Hey, sports fans, thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I'm wearing me undies. I'm Jones, and the Masters are back. And I'm Kudo, and rest in peace, Canadian legend Alex Trebek. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wind of it is French Conquering. Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to meet you. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we're discussing the latest in the NBA. Tony LaRusso is losing his license, and it's not due to old age. The Steelers remain the only undefeated team in the NFL. Our first ever into sports and stuff fantasy draft. And as always, we're ending the show with our rare stakes. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, guys. NBA came up with some new um, new plan for return to play this year. Uh, play returns December 22nd. They're planning to play a 72-game season. And the offseason hasn't even started yet. Offseason is going to begin on November the 20th. Uh, where, and free agent players are allowed to sign as of November 22nd. And the, as well, the N- NBA draft goes on November the 18th. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts of the developments in the NBA? I feel like it's uh, it's a very short time frame for these players to, uh, you know, especially players signing with new teams going to be very short from signing to training camp to starting the season, right? Like you're signing – you can sign the 22nd of November and your first game is probably going to be December 22nd. So I feel like that window's a bit short. I heard that like negotiations between the players and the owners went pretty quickly. Basically the owners said, you know, we split uh, revenue 50, 50 and for every dollar we're losing, you're losing 50 cents. So uh, they uh, signed the deal pretty quickly to get the season started. I think. Yeah, it's definitely a quick turnaround. Training camps to open December 1st, I believe. It's pretty quick for the Lakers. And who they play again in the final? I forget. Who the cares? <laughs> I, I heard that there was a, a difference of about a, a billion dollars between uh, starting on December 22nd and waiting for Martin Luther King Day. Um, so I guess the end of season and the, the time waiting was, was going to cost them a, mil, a billion dollars. So. Uh, understandable why they're uh, why they're back when they are. So, do you think everyone's going to play on the twenty second, or do you think it'll just be like that's when the first probably first game, like Lakers maybe play, and then they'll load up the Christmas Day schedule like they always do with like four or five games that day, and then kind of ramp in after that. Yeah, I think that's how how it's going to go. Yeah, I, I think you'll see that. Um... They'll just start playing on the 22nd. They'll play right into it. You might see a little more of a, you know, a maybe a, a thicker schedule on uh, Christmas Day uh, as opposed to previous years. But I think they're going to get 72 games in, and they want to end the season maybe two weeks later than they normally would. So, uh, you know, they're going to be playing a pretty compact schedule. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're just kind of go-go every, every other day, two out of three. Uh, you know, they're playing you know, three out of four days, whatever it is to, to get all these games in. Yeah, I just looked it up. The, uh, the NFL is actually putting a game on Christmas Day, too, so they'll have to compete with that. Um, but just one game, so shouldn't take too many viewers away from the NBA. 
yeah, it should be pretty, uh, pretty easy slate. All right, guys. So, a couple of stories in the uh, in the MLB. Uh, the Mets finalized their sale to um, billionaire, whatever his name is. Uh, he immediately cleans house of the organization, cleans out the front office, uh, including GM uh, Brody Van Wagen or whatever his name is. Um, any thoughts on on the Mets and what they're what they're going to be doing there? Sounds like they're just trying to like start fresh. I think I read an article saying like they want to be competing for a World Series in the next like three to five years. So they're just maybe he's trying to get rid of anyone that might be toxic to the organization and like just start fresh and get this team where they think it should be. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. I think that, um, you know, he's he's obviously he's planning to come in and win. So he wants to, you know, he said he'd be disappointed if they haven't won a World Series in three to five years. So. You know, it's obviously not that easy, but hopefully it uh, hopefully it's something that can uh, come to fruition for them. They're they're going to be spending money, that's for sure. Yeah, the the guy's got billions of dollars, so he's going to just start dropping money. Kudo, any thoughts on the Mets? Well, yeah, just if you're coming in as a new owner, wouldn't you want a clean house too, and kind of put in your own people and start fresh? Considering the you know the Mets haven't been the greatest the last few years, just come in, put in your own people, and get who you want in there. Yeah, I, I don't think the, I don't think the GM was, this GM was really a problem. I think he was, you know, doing some good things and bringing them in a, in a better direction. But, you know, at the same time, yeah, I, I totally understand you want your people and you want, you know, people that you trust to, uh, to make the decisions for you. So, you know, sometimes when you buy a new company, you, uh, you clean house, you don't, you don't buy it for the people that are there already. So, yeah, it's kind of like when a new GM comes in, right? Like the coach, that coach usually doesn't have that long of time left with the organization, right? Like that GM wants to bring in their coach to coach the team. So the owner probably wanted to bring, like bring in his people, right? Yeah. He wants to change up the culture in the, in the clubhouse or with the organization and everything. I think it's a, it's a good move. Start fresh, try things up with the Mets. They've been pretty stale. I feel like, like they haven't been a great team recently. Change things, change things up, see how it goes. Um, in other baseball news this week, our uh, our friend Tony Larusa, who was recently hired as the White Sox manager, um, had it come to light that he had been charged with his second DUI. Um, charges stem from uh, incident in February, uh, but he was just charged um, the day before he was hired. Sounds like he disclosed it to the team, and they're sticking by their manager. But uh, obviously, not a good look for uh, for the White Sox and their new manager. Did you hear he told the cop when like the cop was arresting him that he was like a Hall of Fame? He was in the Hall of Fame, the the MLB Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, you know, you got uh, you got to shoot your shot. You know, you got that. <laughs> you got your one card. You hope it gets you out of jail free. You hope the guy's a baseball fan. And, uh, you know, he sees, oh, it's Tony La Russa. You know, you're like 100 years old. I remember when you were managing back in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> My grandpappy used to tell me stories about when you were managing uh, managing the White Sox back in the 80s. Now you're back. Did you see Marcus Stroman said he wouldn't sign play for him? I did see that. Why, because no it's his yeah. second Dewey? Uh, yeah, I think he's, you know... I, I think his track record as 
you know, is, you know, not very impressive as a, as a human being. Um, you know, two DUIs is, is a tough look when you, you make that much money. Like really, what are you doing? Yeah. Like hire a driver, man. Yeah. Take a cab, whatever, you know? Yeah. It happened in Phoenix, right? You hit like a curb or something like that. And then he was just standing by his SUV. Oh, who knows? Apparently. And he was being like argumentative with the, uh, officer or something like that. I think that's what the article was saying. It just seemed funny. That's his second DUI, and he's also now going to be like the oldest manager in the league. Be a, a positive role model for all those young players. Yeah, just don't get caught. <laughs> That's right. Sounds like there's lots of free agent chatter in the MLB right now, too. There's lots of rumors going around, especially with the Jays. Yeah, the w- window's open. Um, Jays re-signed Robbie Ray. Uh, pretty good deal. One year, $8 million. Kind of a show-me deal. Sets the market a little bit, which is kind of interesting because, you know, for Robbie Ray to get $8 million, it says, like, okay, the big names should be able to get more than $8 million, uh, but our team's willing to give $8 million is going to be the question. So it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. I feel like they were saying the Jays have money to spend, so. Yeah, it sounds like there's about five teams that are have money to spend or are planning to spend. I don't know. I know the Mets are one. I know the Jays are one. Uh, I don't know. I imagine the Dodgers. The Yankees. I don't know who the other. Yeah, but do they have money to spend or are they going to spend? Like, I, I think their business is, isn't, uh, the business outside the Yankees isn't uh, as impressive as it once was. I don't even know what the family does anymore, but. Uh, do they own the Yes yeah, Network? They do, or the or a share of it. Um, yeah. So that means Yankee they probably got some. Station. So they probably got some money in hockey somewhere too, because I feel like they broadcast some NHL games sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So a couple you know, of Rangers probably, games or something. Yeah, the the Rangers are on. Yeah, they might be on the Yes Network a little bit. They there's a, a New York Sports Network or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, not not my specialty, but yeah, there's not there's not thirty teams competing for free agents this off season. There's a lot that are going to be you know waiting for guys that are waiting for contracts, willing to uh, you know take table scraps at the end of the off season. I think um, you know it's going to be yeah, it, it's going to be a real interesting off season. I think if you're willing to uh, to spend market value, you're going to be able to sign a lot of players. Yeah, it sounds like there'll be a lot of teams in the bar looking in the bargain bin, right? you know, see what we can find down deep down in the bin. Well, that's yeah, just it. So. And, you know, and what are, what are these guys who are, are down there? Are they, you know, what, what value is left in those guys too? Right. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Like the, the guys that are, are performers should probably still get paid. Uh, the ones that are middle we'll call them, middle to to lower end what what are they going to get and that's that's where it's going to be interesting yeah and there's some interesting names out there yeah well yeah like george springer's out there um jackie bradley bradley uh, sounds like um lindor uh the indians are going to be trading lindor yeah uh yeah yeah, there's there's some good pitching names out there um tanaka 
Uh, it sounds like like most of the Yankees pitching staff was is on the free agent list. Um, a few of the Jays, uh, Jays arm shoemaker, uh, Walker. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lots more names that should, than there should have been because of all the teams that uh, that bought out options and uh, you know didn't pick up options on players that you know weren't weren't in that lucrative of a deal, but you know decided to to cut the payroll so. Do we want to talk about uh, the award winners so far, or do we want to wait till they're all announced and we'll recap that later? Oh, I know why you want to talk about it, but should we just wait for all of them to uh, be named and then we can talk about it maybe next week or something? Well, we could do the ones that have been named already, and then next week we can get into the others. You know, and maybe we can talk about it all again next week. You know, we're we're in the dog days of sports right now. We can't really. Uh, do we really want to be passing up uh, a sports story? I don't think so. Yeah, like next week we might have to like talk about soccer, like international soccer games or something like that. You never know, right? There's always wrestling. Yeah, wrestling might be coming back. Wrestle Survivor time. Series, baby. Is that this weekend? No, I think it's uh, in two weeks. Oh, perfect. Our, our, wrestling, or our Survivor Series preview show will be coming up then. Oh, perfect. I can put my feet up and relax for that one. No way. You just got to you just got to take in about a thousand hours of uh, WWE content since the last time we uh, we talked wrestling. You should watch it. It's going to be a fel- a farewell to uh, the Undertaker. A farewell to the Undertaker. I thought he already fucking left. Like, didn't he leave? Like he he, re- he, re- he retired. Ago? Now this is his retirement ceremony. Oh, so he's not going to wrestle? No, because he debuted at uh, Survivor Series back in like nineteen ninety. So. Is he going to wrestle? Doubtful. Uh, no, I think it's just going to be like a. He'll come out, maybe speak a little bit, choke, choke slam someone, and then leave. Do we want to play place bets on him wrestling? I'm going to place a bet on him choke slamming someone. And just maybe, choke slamming, and, and maybe tombstone somebody and drop yeah, him on his head. What if he buries want? himself alive? Oh, <laughs> that would be maybe, fucking weird. Maybe they should have a buried alive match. Well, there's rumors that Savio or a, Vega... Or a, cas- a casket match. A ca- yeah, all, they could he, do like... Uh, all just, he, he just he just puts himself in the, ca- in the casket <laughs> at the end of the coffin. He tombstones himself and then puts himself in. Sorry, Kuda, what were you saying about... Because uh... Uh, there's rumors that Savio Vega is going to be making an appearance too on the show. Maybe to... I don't know if, like, if he was part of like Taker's first match or something. But apparently uh, there's rumors the... he's going to be there to... For a farewell to the Undertaker. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty not big name to uh, to have at the Undertaker's well, uh, farewell. Well, back in the, <laughs> back in the day, he was an all right guy, I, I, like, I, a, I, like a jabber. I recognize his name, but I don't remember who he is. Yeah, you know, what I mean, so you know, don't don't worry about bringing you know Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair. Rock. Million Dollar John Man, Cena. yeah. The Million Dollar Hogan, yeah. Hulk Hogan uh, is a good know, one too. Don't worry about don't worry about bringing any of those. Bring Savio Vega. Yeah. You know that's <laughs> what's gonna get the that's what's gonna get the Undertaker over. Don't bring Kane. Uh, you know it's well, like it, it could be Savio it, Vega. Or nothing. It could be an age thing for the because of COVID, right? That they don't want to bring these old guys in there. They might be scared of this COVID thing and the outbreaks. That's How been old happening. is Savio Vega? He can't be that old. He's probably around the Undertaker's age. I don't even know he's, who he's he is. Like 60. He was like, gotta be like sixty. 
he was uh he was like the pride of Puerto Rico, wasn't he? Like he always came out with the Puerto Rican flag or something or No, well now I gotta Google him. Yeah, I forget now. I think it was Puerto Rico. Yeah, he's he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. I see that. I don't remember any of his matches. He's fifty six years old. There you go. See? I wasn't far off. What's the Undertaker? Like fifty? Who's this one he's in a who are the all these guys in his white tank tops here? <laughs> I'm looking at the same picture. Oh, it's the Nation of Domination. The Nation of Domination. I think. No. I think that's he was not the Nation. Was he part of the Nation of Domination? No, I no, think they. A, I think they used like to beat him up. That's like a Puerto Rican uh, knockoff of the Nation. He was in the Nation of Domination, though. But that the white tank tops is not the Nation of Domination. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he wasn't in the Nation of Domination for long. I don't think. He might have been in the original. Yeah. Before, uh, oh yeah, because they... the Rock, the Rock came in. It yeah. Looks like, uh, looks like Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's like the original. Mega Baruch and uh, Godfather before he was Godfather. Yeah, that's the original. And then before they got and, like uh, D'Lo Brown. Yeah, D'Lo Brown, and then uh, the Rock, Owen Hart, and Mark Henry. Pretty sure Owen Hart was in the Nation of Domination, wasn't he? For some yeah, reason. yeah, he was. He was, <laughs> he was like a mouthpiece because they used to make fun of him. That's when they did the whole like DX made fun of them. Yeah, Brian Christopher came out with the fake nose. Oh yeah, him. he's like, I'm not late. <laughs> My nose was here five My minutes ago. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. The Attitude Era. This was a good impromptu uh, wrestle talk. Speaking uh, of Owen exactly. Hart. Hosk, were you at my house when we watched the pay-per-view that Owen Hart died at? Oh my god. I don't I don't think so. I never saw that live, so I remember watching that at home and being like, what the fuck just happened? I remember watching that pay-per-view. I don't remember who was where I was. I was at home, I'm pretty yeah, sure. We were young. But because I was when watching the cameras with my like cut away. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was fucked up. I, I even watched the uh behind the ring on that too. It's really fucked up. You had to go dark on us, eh, Jones? Yeah. And just let us have our, our, our good memories of Owen Hart and the Nation of Domination. Yeah. Well. You had to talk. You had to bring back his blue blazer days. I had a robe as a child that was a blue blazer uh, robe that my grandmother actually found and, like, washed for me. And she's like, here, you can have this. And whenever you have a child, you can give it to your child. <laughs> I like it, Kudo. I like it. I used to rock the... Uh, like the like uh, the the robes and try to be like Ric Flair or somebody. I guess I guess that's a hint that your grandma wants you to have a child. Yeah, I think that is, but yeah. that's that's for something else. That's <laughs> not for this podcast. <laughs> Next week, Kudo gives us an update on his, uh, his baby making exploits over the past week. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll uh, we'll tell your mom to put her earmuffs on when that uh, when that section comes. Out. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> All right. uh, anything else we want in the MLB uh, WWE section of the, of the pod? <laughs> no, I'm just excited now for wrestling <laughs> for next week. Talking about some wrestling. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do some research over the week here. You see, Pat Pat McAfee's in NXT right now. Yeah, we got. I'm kind of I'm like I'm liking it too. He's becoming quite a character on there as well. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's a heel for sure. 
He's carrying the brand right now. You Definitely. guys might have to send me some like uh, some short videos to watch or something so I can get caught I'll up. Let you, with... I'll let you log into my WWE Network account and you can uh, you can go online and go nuts on yeah. all the all the content. It's easy to catch on. Who, who's the champ right now? Oh, there's two champs. There's yeah. uh, Randy Orton's the uh, yeah Randy Orton. He's a WWE and champion. Then, uh, and the Universal Champion is uh, Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Oh, I know both those guys. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I need to know, right? Yeah, that's right. right. And they face each other at Survivor Series. Yep. Really? Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, the one night a year where the two brands face off against each other. The best of no the best. Purpose. For no purpose. Yeah, so anyways, um, NFL's still playing. Yes, they um, are. Football. Oh. Uh, Steelers, almost no match for those mighty, mighty Dallas Cowboys starting fourth-string quarterback Gray, uh, Garrett Gilbert or Gilbert Garrett or Graham Gilbert or something along those lines. I don't know what his name is. but uh, fourth-stringer. <laughs> the, uh, the former... Uh, AAF All-Star um, leading the Cowboys to almost victory. Ended in defeat. Ended in defeat, but almost victory. They, got they had more... a chance at the end. Yeah, they got... did. It came to the final play. They got... Can't ask for anything. They got more than three points. That? I, uh... thought you weren't gonna... They weren't going to get more than three points, and they did. I, I know. I said that I was going to... I bet the over, and the Steelers were going to get 30 nine points and the Cowboys were going to get three and that's how the over was going to hit and it didn't work out that way but the over still hit yep because the boys got you a shitload of more points than three I I'd like to see the way he the uh, Garrett Gilbert performed he uh he he played all right he was no Dak Prescott but uh it's all right he He, uh he looked like he was having a lot of fun out there too he was always smiling and the boys were cheering him on, giving him pats on the back every time he'd make like a running player or do something well. Now, someone was telling me that Ben Roethlisberger, uh, after the game, just ran for the tunnel and left, didn't even go over and shake the guy's hand. Well, he didn't want to spread his COVID. Yeah. Well, he maybe probably he wasn't feeling well. COVID, he should have stayed off the field before the game. Hey, you try telling a football player with a perfect season on the line that he's not allowed to go out and play. He could have. Uh, or no you try to tell a guy he wins a World Series, COVID or no COVID, stay in the locker room. Exactly. That doesn't happen. He could have let Jeannie Bouchard's main squeeze, uh, Mason Rudolph, carry the team to victory. Well, I'm sure he would have, but he didn't need to do that. He did decide that he wanted to play so poorly in the first half, though, that uh, he gave a lot of Cowboys fans hope in the second <laughs> half. Yeah. And then he just, then he just decided to, to swat the COVID down for, uh, for 20 minutes and uh, just lay an ass whooping in the second half. I'm pretty that. sure in the second half they didn't run the football once. Steelers? Yeah. I felt like every time I was watching, it felt like they had five wide receivers, no running back, and they just threw the ball. The whole second half. Maybe nobody wanted to get close to Ben. Maybe they knew he had COVID. Maybe. No, no offense, but when you're playing against that secondary, why, why wouldn't you just throw it? <laughs> it's true. 
<laughs> there was none in fence taken there. Like you're <laughs> you're spitting facts. It's true. Yeah, you, I, I bet you their second team is pretty good because Zeke probably runs the ball and practice on them. But uh, they must not have anyone on the on the taxi squad that can uh, or. Uh, or, or they're just shutting down the run so much because of Zeke in, in practice that um, they haven't uh, figured. There's just no no receivers running routes or you know whatever it is. But did you know there was f- four Canadians playing in that game on uh, Sunday? I did I, the Cowboys have three Canadians for yeah. some reason? Yeah, they do. And then uh, Mapletron playing for the Steelers. There's a lot of chirping going on too in that game. I noticed while watching it. Well, you know, those are the two most storied football teams in all of America. That was that was America's game. America. That's yeah, why had... it was America's game of the week. Four o'clock. Prime time. Unfortunately they put on a good show. Because when it when I saw that where it was slated as America's game of the week, I was not really looking forward to it. It wasn't as good of a show as the uh the Dolphins. The Dolphins cards game. Yeah, or the uh or was it the Raiders, Raiders at the Raiders end? Chargers. Yeah, at the end there. That I didn't wild. see that game. I watched the I end. saw that one. I had uh had because I had the Raiders for my survivor my second chance survivor pick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was never a doubt. Big blowout victory for the Raiders. They uh you know, it, it got a little close at the end, you know. I guess I guess there was a, a call on the field that had to get overturned in order for them to win, but you know, whatever. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. That's what I like to hear. My uh my game was never in doubt either. I took the Chiefs. A nice two point victory, you know. Just Barely won. Yeah. Hey, they're just letting them hang around and feel like, you know, they got a chance to win the game. But the Chiefs, they just, just toying with them. That's all. Yeah, you don't got uh, to cover the spread in... Uh, in Survivor. In Survivor. How did uh, how'd your team do, Kudo? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. So, Kudo... What happened? Well, I... Panicked on my pick, and I picked the the Seahawks, and they did not win. They played like shit. So, Kudo, this is the second chance survivor pool. Yeah, and this time I went out right away. So, like, kind of heartbreaking. In two, in two survivor pools, have you made three picks or four picks? What do you mean in total? Yeah. I made like I the four. Week- Week three, I think. Uh, was then, it week three? No. Well, I can tell you right now. I guess. Yeah, I can look right now too. Yeah, yeah, I made it to week three. <laughs> so I made four picks. <laughs> so you're telling me you had you had a wide variety of teams available to you. Yeah, but I didn't think the Bills were going to destroy the Seahawks. Well, you had to think it was going to be close. You didn't think, Kudo. I, that's I, the problem. That's the problem. I panicked, I, panicked, I panicked, and I picked the fucking Ste- or Seattle, and I got screwed. Fucking Seahawks. Hey, uh, have you noticed that? I, I blame fucking Kudo more than the fucking Seahawks on that one. Hey, Kudo, have you noticed that both teams that have screwed you so far have had bird logos? Yes, I know. Fucking birds. <laughs> how, how nervous were you when I picked the Bills for money line for my rare stakes going up against... Uh... I wasn't even thinking of that. I wasn't even nervous. I feel like you had the Seahawks on your rare stakes too, didn't you? Uh, 
No, I did not. Haha. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, Jones, you want to just get into it? What What are we gonna get into here? Oh. Well, we might as well. More like one loser. So, Jan Jones, you uh, you played a few less weeks than me. Your board should be a little wider. Yeah, it's a little bit wider. What are you? Uh, who are you taking in uh, week ten? I am going to take the Green Bay Packers. Um, playing in the not-so-frozen tundra because the weather outside is just great. The weather um, outside is weather. Against the lonely Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh. So that is the Packers over the Jags. I can see the Jaguars uh, coming up and beating the Packers. I hope you lose that. Oh, thanks, Kudo. You're welcome. I still made it further than you in both survivor pools, so that's all that matters. Well, I'm hoping you both get eliminated, so we have to redo it again. <laughs> so there's no third chances around here. Why not? No. That's three strikes, then you're out. Well, I'm going to go ahead and lock in the New Orleans Saints. I like it. They are playing the San Francisco 49ers. New Orleans is at home. 49ers roster is in shambles right now. I think that I think that this is one that lines up well for the Saints coming off a big win last week. Hopefully they don't have a letdown game after that no, big win. No, they're thinking division title now. They're not going to have a letdown. Let's talk about that game for a second. Let's. How do you put up 31 points in the first half and then the second half you see 10 total points between the two teams like well when one of those teams only puts up three points in the game i i understand but like you think they're gonna they're gonna score a fucking touchdown they got tom brady apparently the goat as your quarterback well if you ask me Bucks are overrated, and that's why I also took the Saints with another rare stake last week. Um, so that was two rare stakes up and two victories. Huh. I, I was just thinking, I think he, uh, Tom Brady has played in uh, how many games of the Bucks lost this, this year so far? Let me just check quickly here. They lost three games this year. They lost to the Saints on a night game. They almost lost to the Giants on a Monday nighter. They lost to the Bears on a Thursday nighter. And they lost week one at the Saints. Was that a Thursday nighter as well? Or a Sunday nighter? Just trying to get the point here that do you think maybe night games are a little too late for Tom Brady? He's getting his he's getting old. Could it be his eyes? He can't see in the dark. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is he, is he can't see? Is he tired? Is like, you know what I mean? He, he drinks all that water through the day to uh, prevent his uh, skin cancer or whatever his uh, his thing is. You know, maybe he he just has to go to the bathroom all game, and it's really distracting. It's tough for him, but yeah, he can't focus out there. Oh, okay. I just 
I was just trying to figure it out because, like, it seems like a night game and Tom Brady can't perform. So it's just uh, just interesting. Well, Drew Brees has his number this year. It's like two wins over Brady. Yeah. I think Brees has his number career wise. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that for fact, but I, I just have that feeling. Well, Drew Brees also becomes the first quarterback to beat Tom Brady twice in a, in a regular season. Was that a kudo fun pack? Fact? No. I got, oh, okay. I got another one for the kudos fun fact. He's a. Let's let's look at the the quarterbacks he's gone up against in his career twice in a season. Um, the most notable is probably Fitzmagic. Um, he went up against Bledsoe a couple of times after Bledsoe left. Um, but fumble Sanchez, Chad <laughs> Pennington. Um, Ryan Tannehill when he was still awful in uh, Miami. Uh, there's been so many garbage quarterbacks for those three teams. I can't even – my brain is just, like, numbing. E.J. Manuel, um, J.P. Lossman. <laughs> I can't believe uh, you're still going on. I'm surprised you know all those names. Remember they're, they're just they're just dropping back into my, into my mind uh, – I, th- I think Fitzmagic might have had a chance with all of those teams, except he. This is his first year with the uh, the Dolphins, so. No, he was there yeah. last year. Wasn't there last yeah, year? Yeah, wasn't that? Yeah, Fitzmagic was there last year. So did he get two games in against them last year? I'm not Doesn't sure. Thought oh, like right. they were going to beat there, but I'm I'm just saying, like, look at all these garbage teams that uh, and garbage quarterbacks that he's gone up against. So. Makes sense. Um, just, just a heads up, Drew Brees is now five and two against Tom Brady head to head. Wow. Five and two. Wow. That's almost a Jones fun fact. Uh, can I steal my thunder? (laughs) Maybe just an interesting fact. We'll see what kudos fun fact is and then we'll see who's more fun. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, a lot of COVID in the in college football. I uh, don't we really don't need to get into it, but uh, Bama, LSU, A and M, Tennessee, Auburn, Mississippi State games all postponed due to COVID. America, get your shit together, please. Uh, Kudo, what's your fun fact of the week? Kudos, fun fact. <laughs> Kudos, fun facts. So the Buffalo Bills start. A season 7-2 for the first time since 1993 and the ninth time in Bills history. They made the playoffs in each of the previous eight seasons. That's kudos fun fact. Interesting. So so they're going to make the playoffs. There's a great chance they're making the playoffs. You're you're going out on a limb. and The 7-2 team with the expanded playoff format is going to make the playoffs. Of course they Um, are. Does anyone know who won the Super Bowl in 93? Uh, would it have been the Cowboys? You are correct. Yeah, because that was a great year for me as a as a sports fan. Oh, why is that? Because in 1993, the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup. I thought you were going to say the Toronto Blue Jays. Also, the Toronto Blue Jays. Also, the Dallas Cowboys. So that is a good year for me as a sports fan. I don't know. I don't care. Sick league, bro. I'm going to go with the Bulls. Yeah, it probably was the Bulls in 93, too. I was a big Jordan fan, so that, that works. What a great year for me. 1993, baby. 
Woo! Kudo, you peaked too early, bud. Yeah, you weren't old enough to even celebrate, Kudo. Yeah, I was. I'm older than you, fucks. You're a year older than us, first of all. Yeah. And in 93, how old were you? I would have like been like six? eight. Yeah. Exactly. Now think of, old enough to know. Now think of the party we can have when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. Popping champagne Kudo, bottles. You, you know Kudo's coming to that party. Oh, for sure he is. Fucking right. Pissing all over the place. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna take that uh, Toronto Maple Leafs jersey he's got hanging in his closet nope. for a special occasion. He's gonna Definitely put it not. on. He's gonna play it off like no one will know the difference. Yeah. Nope. He's gonna be hanging from a light post. <laughs> no, it won't be. Celebrating the uh, no, the big win. No bottoms on. Just a Leaf jersey on the top. No bottoms. No. Yeah. Exactly. I'll be post. I'll be using the Leaf jersey as a diaper. Maybe a pair of Montreal Canadian un- underwears, just in case. No, no, the Leaf jersey has my underwear because I'm going to be tying around my ass when I'm butt naked. <laughs> Speaking of underwear, hey guys, it's time for more underwear talk. Producer Pat continues to rave about this new ridiculously comfortable underwear that are three times softer than cotton, and they feature fun patterns. So I checked it out, and wouldn't you know it, they have all these fun patterns like Harry Potter. Kudo, you could be a wizard. I love Harry Potter. Jones, you could also be a wizard, but I think the hat's going to choose Slytherin for you. What's that? You don't think Harry Potter's cool? Well, you're not cool, but that's okay. Uh, They've also got platypuses, dogs, Halloween themes, even though Halloween's over, as well as other special themes like The Office. So, the best part, you say? Producer Pat, he's hooking us us and our listeners up for a sweet deal. Simply go to getcomfy.in slash v slash into sports stuff to save 20% off your first order of me undies. Check out the link in our show notes. I definitely want to get a pair of those Harry Potter underwear. You're a wizard, Kudo. Hello, Harry. Mr. Potter. So the Masters are there this weekend. Um, Starting Thursday down in Augusta, Georgia. Um, after a long wait, long COVID related break, uh, we're finally going to get the, uh, the masters for 2020. Um, I think it's only appropriate that we throw it over to our, uh, register, uh, golf correspondent, Piggy Jones, Piggy, take it away. Well, there's, uh, some, uh, interesting news. The masters have changed their cut rule. Um, they're going to low 50 in ties now. Lowest 50 in ties, sorry. Um, that eliminates the 10-shot rule that they previously had. Uh, they're doing this just due to simply due to darkness. Uh, afraid they're not going to get it all in. They don't want to go to... I feel like they don't want to go to threesomes in on a Saturday or Sunday round. Um, so you're going to see more people fighting to make the cut, I guess. Um and then we've got the uh, Tiger Woods has got is uh, hosting the Champions Dinner this year um, because he won last year, and he's decided to serve an interesting uh, meal. He's serving prime steak and chicken fajitas as the main. 
very interesting from Tiger. I thought he'd go with something more like, you know, just just straight up steak or maybe even just prime rib, but throwing in the fajitas there, it's a little bit crazy. You're crazy if you don't like fajitas. Well, I like fajitas, but man, if I had a choice between fajitas and steak, I'd just take a straight up steak. I'm taking both. I like the party. Well, then I guess I guess you would like the uh, fajita steaks. I thought it would be like Perkins uh, catering the meal. Well, that's that's the other meal. <laughs> that's at the buffet, so I like to call it. Um, Do you guys see John Rahm's trick shot hole in one? I did. I did. I did. He skipped the water. It skipped the water, I think, two or three times. Ball ran up on the green, like, looked like it was flying off the back of the green, and then just, like, took a little ridge and curled itself right down into the hole. It was pretty uh, pretty he, nice. He read that green pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's why they play practice rounds, right? Just in case you want to get yourself a new, uh, you know, yeah. see how you yeah, get so through any situation. Yeah. They weren't even on a T block over there. It looked like they just like play a, a skip shot. Like that was just their their practice was to to skip it across the, the water on day one of the. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they and, tarp off all the T blocks right um, yeah. from where they're going to play from, so they kind of have to find a spot farther back or closer to the hole so they can uh, they can get some sort of practice in. But yeah, it just looked like he threw his ball down in the rough, and it's like I'm going to hit a skip shot here. Looked like he almost fell in the water on a practice swing, and then he, and then he just jars it. Like, and it, it took so long to develop too. I figured he'd be like gone, but he just stood there and watched it till it went in the hole. Like, yeah. Like get get some pace to play etiquette, John Rom. Like you didn't know that was going in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he skipped it like three times, which I think they said it's like the most a ball skipped at that hole. Usually, it's like a one or a two skip. So good on him for doing that. That's impressive. Looked like he was like a three iron or something. He had a very like uh, flat face club. Yeah, it could have been a three or a five or. Jones, you got the the pairings for us. Um, I did. I'm looking for them right now. There's some good ones, I think. I know there's a all Canadian group in the practice round on Wednesday. Uh, the four Canadians in the field: Mike Weir, uh, Nick Taylor. Adam Hadwin and Corey Connors all uh, are all playing together on on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, who had a great week at the great finish at the Shell Houston Open, um, is not in the tournament. He qualified for next year's Masters. Corey Connors is uh, first to tee off on number one on Thursday morning, um, so he'll have to step up to that tee after Jack Nicholas, Gary. Player and Nick Faldo, I think. No, they got a different guy. One of those guys is out. I'm not sure which one, uh, but they have the first uh, African American. Oh, really? Ever, ever uh, play at Augusta? He's uh, he's in the honorary group, I think. So uh, Ricky Fowler's teeing off at 11:16 with Danny Willett, who was a previous Masters winner. Um, he took advantage of. Justin's Thomas um, quadruple bogey on the 12th hole in 2016. Uh, who else is here? We've got Adam Scott, Colin Marikawa, and Terrell Hatton as a group. 
Justin Thomas, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Brooks Kepka going out together. Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantley, and Roy McElroy are all playing together. Uh, who else? John Rom, Bryson DeChambeau, and Louis Oosthuizen. For all you Tiger Woods lovers, he's teeing off at 7:55 on Thursday morning. I'm just trying to find Kudo's uh, pick to win the the Masters here. I don't what? see his name. Who's my? I can't pick? find. I can't find VJ Singh Kudo. <laughs> he's in there somewhere. I'm sure he's teeing off. Probably bright and early. Hold on, I'll find it. I think I just saw something about it too. Oh, there he is. Eight oh six. Yeah, eight oh six. With Latino Griffin and Tyler Duncan. So yeah, that's a that's a key group to watch right there. And he's uh he's back representing Fiji Kudo. Oh, is it Fiji? Yep. There you go, Kudo. All your VJ Singh news in one one little segment. I might have to take him then. Hey, there's still time. All right, gents. Is it uh, is it about that time? I think it is. I think it is. Breaking news. Into sports and stuff are going to host their first ever fantasy draft to make their picks for the upcoming Masters. The draft order was selected and random draw prior to the show. Kudo, you have selected the first overall pick. Hosk will pick second, and Jones will pick third. This will be a snake draft, and will be completed after the fifth round of selections. Kudo, you're on the clock. Kudo's first pick is... Bryson DeChambeau. I hope, I hope he hits the ball into the water ten times. With the second selection in the Into Sports and Stuff Masters Fantasy Draft, Hosk selects... Dustin Johnson. With the third pick in the Into Sports and Stuff Fantasy Draft, Jones selects John Rom. Shit, you took my guy. With the fourth selection in the Into Sports and Stuff Fantasy Draft, Jones selects. Colin Marikawa. What was that name again? Colin Morikawa. With the fifth selection in the Into Sports and Stuff Fantasy Masters Draft, Hosk selects... Patrick Cantlay.
Kudo, you are on the clock. With the sixth pick? Is that right? Yeah, you got it. Kudo selects Brooks Kutka. What? Brooks Cupcake. <laughs> Buttercup. Butterstuff. Okay, I'm going to give you the chime and you can try it again. <laughs> Still on the clock. Oh, I'm on my seventh pick. Oh man. Um, I select Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. selection in the Into Sports and Stuff Masters Draft. Husk selects Rory McIlroy out of Ireland. With the ninth selection in the Into Sports and Stuff Fantasy Draft, Jones selects Justin Thomas. I thought you were going to say Justin Bieber. I don't know why. I just thought. <laughs> well, I took Thomas because what? I didn't want. Was that to Thomas say. or Thompson? <laughs> I was just about to say. With the 10th selection in the Into Sports and Stuff Fantasy Draft. Jones selects Francesco Molinari out of Italia. With the 11th selection? Yeah, you got it. 11th selection of the Interports and Stuff Fantasy Masters Draft. Hosk selects Sung J Im. Forgot to chime myself. You are on the clock. Are we on the 12th pick? Correct. Well, with the 12th pick, Kudo selects Tiger Tiger Woods Yellow. The correct pick. Kudo selects Eldrick Woods out of California. 
you're still on the clock, Kudo. Kudo, have you fallen asleep? Mm-hmm. It's time for your pick. With my last pick of the draft, I am taking Canadian. Adam Hadman. With the 14th selection in the Indie Sports and Stuff Masters Fantasy Draft, Hosk selects Tony Finau. Final pick in the Intu Sports and Stuff Masters Fantasy Draft. Jones selects Math Matthew Wolf. Hey guys, that uh, that does it for our Masters Fantasy Draft. Uh, Jones, you want to? Uh... Do, you want, do you want me to recap? Uh, how do you feel? No, I just want to know how you feel about your picks. Well, uh, I feel pretty good. I was a little uh, little upset with your pick of Dustin Johnson. He, uh, I was hoping to go Johnson and Rom with uh, my third and fourth picks there. Kudo, Bryson DeChambeau. He's going to hit the ball all over the place, and he's not even going to make the cut. He's going to own, so shut your mouth. And fuck you, because I really wanted John Ram. Well. You could have taken him at the number one overall. Yeah, you could have. I'm pretty sure Bryson would have still been there for you at number uh, number six. <laughs> I don't think either of us were taking No, him. <laughs> I can't stand him. You probably He probably could have made it to the last your last pick with the way I was picking. Yeah, you got you to know your audience, Kudo. Um, okay. Any uh, any final comments on uh, on the Masters? I'm just looking forward to watching some good golf. That's all look, I gotta say. I'm looking to kick Jones' ass in this, <laughs> just like I did in a gold f- jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Well, let's get into our. Our rare stakes here. Jackpot. That was a sound I heard lots last week as my uh, rare stakes went four for four straight to the bank. <coughs> well, why don't you just start us off then there, Hosk? Well, how did you guys do? I was two and two. So was I. I also went two for two or two and two. <laughs> Pathetic. You. Um, so I'm going to keep riding the the money line train. It seemed to treat me pretty well last week. Um, to go, I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills plus one ten uh, on the road at Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to take 
the New York Giants as home underdogs Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they are paying plus 155 currently. I'm going to lock that in. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks as a road underdog at the LA Rams at plus 105. And I'm going to take the LA Chargers as a road dog going into Miami. Uh, battle of rookie quarterbacks. Um, hard luck for the Chargers last week. I think they're going to rebound. I'm going to take the Chargers plus 130. Those are my rare stakes of the week. Very nice. Jones, would you like to go next? No, go ahead, Kudo. All right. So with my rare stakes, I'm also going to be sticking with the uh, spread points as I always do. And I'm taking the Buffalo Bills at a plus two and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. And then I am taking the Miami Dolphins at a minus two and a half against the LA Chargers. And then I will be taking the Baltimore Ravens at a minus seven against the New England Patriots. And then for my last one, I got the Minnesota Vikings at a minus two and a half against the Chicago Bears. And that is kudos, rare stakes. Jones, you're up. Well, you guys like covered the board there, took all the games away from me. So we're going to go. We're going to go with. Uh, we're going to take the Cleveland Browns minus no scrap that we're going to take the Houston Texans plus three at the Cleveland Browns we are going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a bounce back game at a minus four and a half against the Carolina Panthers I am going to take the uh, over 55 and a half in the Seahawks and Rams game. And I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints minus nine and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. And those are my rare stakes. Well done, boys. Any last thoughts? All right. Well, let's thank everyone for joining us for our 24th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and Me Undies uh, in our show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe in your podcast player of choice. See you next week, and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat. Hit the music. Bye. Peace.